Hey guys, welcome to this week's Crypto Catch-Up. I'm Pat. I'm Tommy. And we're going to give another download on what's happening in the markets, mate. A lot happening. There is a lot happening. A lot, a lot happening. happening. Yeah, we had a bit of a we had a bit of a week, kind of a week off last week. We didn't record the standard episode. We had Ben Simpson from Collective Shift oh, in. We were exhausted after that. Oh, that was fun. I was laughing my ass off, mate, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Listening yeah. that, to that one back, it was, uh, it was a fun recording. Yeah, we usually don't like listening to ourselves, but I would say even that episode, we all sort of felt like Speak that was a, was a good one. Well, <laughs> uh, you know, thought I thought I'd have a crack, but um, awesome. If you haven't checked out the last episode, we did do recommend just giving it a go. We just go through, I guess, a couple of our takes on what we thought we could do better if we could do the bull runs again, because we have been it for quite some time. If if this is like a pivotal turning point in the markets, um, like everyone's sort of speculating, it is. But some really good content in there, so it'd be worth checking out. Never too late to learn what you did wrong. And not too late to do it again. And to do it again. I'll, Absolutely. I'll prove I can do it twice. Yeah, yeah. oh man, you yeah. and me both. <laughs> For mate, what's happening in the market? What's your thoughts on what you're seeing? Uh, listen, we finally broke this this range for Bitcoin. I know you're... A lot of people are very excited about it. I was talking about Michael Saylor last week. And, oh, yeah. uh, what was know, he saying? Oh, they just bought more. Oh, Bitcoin they bought more. Yeah. MicroStrategy. Yeah. And yeah. they were finally kind of in profit after, you know, three and a half years of purchases at, you know, all kind of different prices. So yeah, yeah. that was that was a key. I think at the time of recording, kind of right now, we've just broken below 30 again. But yeah, I guess we see in this range between 27 and 28 and a half, 29K USD for Bitcoin that we finally broke. Yeah. Kind of at the same time, Ethereum got its Shanghai or Chappella upgrade drove Ethereum also over the, the 2K mark, which we, we hadn't seen that break for, I believe it was since... July, June or July 2021. Mm. So key levels have been kind of broken now. There was a lot of speculation. I guess all eyes were kind of on Ethereum with the with the upgrade. So yep. a lot of speculation in the market about, you know, oh, people are just going to... Is it going to dump? Yeah, is it yeah. going to dump? Yeah. Like people were, I know a lot of people got wrecked trying to short Ethereum. Kind oh, of, really? Yeah, like Ouch. pre and post upgrade. So, yeah. you know, obviously we've seen... It's, it's been pretty strong. I think it pumped just over 2,200 yeah. initially and then kind of came back down to still settle around the uh, 2,000 USD mark. So mm. it's interesting. The sentiment definitely was that a lot of Ethereum was going to be withdrawn once people were allowed to withdraw following the upgrade but it hasn't really played out i know there are some cues and we, we will cover it a bit more deeply later on in the episode but yeah it's it hasn't played out as the market kind of had thought initially at least which you know we talk about every week in the podcast if the market thinks it's going to do one thing it usually does the opposite so, this is the faded podcast it is it yeah. pretty much is yeah. yeah what about yourself what are you liking at the moment what are you looking at i think i was um never expecting ETH to sell off but I mean, you could flip a coin and say, I think it would do this or not do oh. this. But it was interesting, like even seeing, I know there's a cap on like what validators can withdraw and I will dive into this a bit later. But um, it was interesting to see, um, even just the amount of deposits going up. So I'll stop talking about that because we're going to talk about it later. Yeah. But yeah, Bitcoin as well for me, even hitting something like 30K, which we have seen US dollars, like it is very much a psychological level, which a lot of people may not think too much about, but you know, these things across a big group of people, you know, a lot of people might be having that thing to say at the barbecue yeah. party, oh, Bitcoin's at 30K now. Yeah. Like it's not a, it's not everyone uses yeah. like TA. Actually, yeah. majority of people would not use TA, but no. they do like psychological. Yep. 
like 20k was a psychological one 30k like it's almost like round numbers yeah sorry way. sorry 28 you don't matter no um, 28 27 forget about it no <laughs> not not getting a look in not getting a look in but, but the psychological barriers there it's been breached um we've also hit the i guess what you consider the next key level which is the old 2021 june july lows um when we did have that big massive first sell-off back in 2021 when we fell away in may that was about that 30k range as well so it's more just something that the, I guess people speculating are looking at and potentially, you know, this could be a, an area where people start and take profit. Yep. What we might see then is, I guess, a bit of a dip, especially with the next Fed meeting being two weeks away as well. So it's pretty good timing. So yeah, I think for me, it's just to see if price is going to hold here. Like I think if Bitcoin does hold steady, I wouldn't be surprised if, especially if total market cap holds, we start to see money flowing into alts again. I know yep. there's a lot of people calling for alt season right now. But, it's been a bit of a mini resurgence. We'd probably touch on it with yeah. the top mover soon, but yeah. so many altcoins have been getting, they've been heavily in the green over the last few days as Bitcoin kind of yep. cooled off slightly, yep. like especially in the last three or four days. And it's been actually funny just to watch the social sentiment on this one. A lot of people are like, this is alt season, we're away. And other people are like, no, this is the opposite. I'm going to short everything. So yeah. someone's going to be wrong. It's going to be interesting to wrong see. Wrecked. Yeah, but what you can do is just wait to see what the market presents you. And another big thing we've got coming is earnings seasons for a lot of the US stock companies. So, you know, especially after seeing the year-on-year inflation data metric CPI drop from 6 to 5%, that could be setting the tone for maybe a bit more of a risk on flavor in the whole markets broadly. So I guess we'll sort of see that play out in the next one to two weeks. But yeah, other than that, when so we talk we usually yeah. talk about trading the fed so the fed 15 <laughs> days away 15 days so we got we got yep. another couple of episodes to get out of the way and before that the last so meeting sure everyone's on on top of it yeah and the last meeting i don't know if everyone caught it or not but um we covered it in our episode the latest roadmap shows one more increase before there's any chance of yeah turning around so I think we could all pretty safely assume it's either going to be an increase or no change. And you could speculate that if it's no change, inflation's looking better. Sure. You know, if a lot of companies are posting better profits than previous quarters, I mean, you could be seeing that there's signs of strength in investment classes once again. So that could be good for crypto. So that's what I'd be, the if then and that statements I'd be looking to see. But yeah, like you're saying, top movers. Yep. What have we got in top movers? Injective. I know that's still repairing, so that's uh, that's a strong contender. Catesti percent in the last seven days for Injective. It's pretty bold. It's huge. An 87 in 30 days. It's all happening. Yeah. But Catesti is up on the top of the list as well. So that's about 56% up in the last seven days. And I had a bit of a look. They have got just a bit of an infrastructure upgrade that they've been posting about on their socials. So that's something that might have sort of led to that with their mainnet coming live. And then we've just got, you know, a couple more on there that are notable. Render token that's been performing quite a bit this year uh, in the top movers. And then Baby Doge, 43%. Right. Yeah. Epic. I I was keeping an eye on the airdrop. We were talking about airdrops and yep. NFTs recently as well. And I seen um Arbitrum. Yep. The yep. Arbitrum token was up thirty-seven percent, I believe. Yeah. In the last kind of week as well. And uh Blur token, which is we kind of covered Blur token yep. previously in a few probably a couple months ago now. So they've been up thirty-four percent after kind of a they've had a volatile time over there. <laughs> and I remember it launched at like five bucks and then Was that Blur? Yeah, something like that. Jeez. And then, Dropped off to was that the one that gave people ludicrous amounts of tokens? yeah that's right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. NFT essentially an NFT marketplace or platform yep. um, competitor to OpenSea which was they were yep. doing shitloads of volume yeah you know, outselling OpenSea which was uh, yeah all in the headlines back then so that's no, good to see Matt we got to dig into this Ethereum story get your shovel 
Get your shovel. <laughs> well, you don't need a shovel anymore. No, we don't. a steak. So, oh, sorry. So for work, you need your pick and your shovel. That's that's right? true. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Ethereum got its eagerly awaited upgrade. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people have been kind of hanging out for this. Individuals, institutions, liquid staking protocols like, you know, Lido Dow and, and all these guys, Rocket Pool, we've covered a few times. Essentially, the... The Chappella upgrade, which they're calling it now, went through successfully last week. So clap, little clap, 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 clap to the uh, Ethereum devs and the, I guess, the whole team at Ethereum, mm. everyone that's involved in that. They've pulled it off again. I mean, they do deliver. Maybe not, deliver. A, maybe not on the timelines that everyone expects, but it's um, it's pretty big. You know, like you mentioned in the at start of the chat there, we a lot of people were kind of expecting a big sell-off in Ethereum. The market kind of reacted a different way. I do have some stats on kind of the withdrawals pending, Still. but essentially the full exits in terms of like people that have our amount of Ethereum that's been withdrawn that was staked, 900,000 out of 19 million. Yeah, wow. So, you know, a lot of people, there is a queue forming essentially for withdrawing these Ethereum from the staked beacon chain. But it's not at the level people expect. It is growing over the last couple of days in terms of its um, like velocity of, of Ethereum backed up in that queue. But it's about 4.2 days at the moment for a, for a full withdrawal from the validator. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, so again, it's, I guess it's, it's an interesting one to follow. We, we covered previously, Pav, as well. I think one of the biggest unstakers at the moment was Kraken. But obviously, mm -hmm. they had their issues with the SEC where they got fined. They had to shut down their staking. Makes sense. So... Yeah, I guess reading between the lines there, Kraken would have had all of this Ethereum staked that they actually couldn't withdraw, even after they had to shut down the, the staking yep. service, staking as a service. So they were kind of at the top of the list. I think they had 43% or something like that of Ethereum that they had staked up for, for withdrawal in that queue. So, mm. so again, yeah, that's, there, there's a number of entities like I talked about, Lido, Dow, talked about Coinbase and Binance. They're obviously two big holders as well and stakers of ETH. So they're kind of ones that have been quietly working through that as well. So, yeah, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on how it played out and, and I guess what happens next? Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to be wondering like, what? Yeah. All right, we've gone through the upgrade. Yeah. People are starting to withdraw. It's probably going to take, I reckon it'll take a couple of months before we see kind of a equilibrium yep. or a bit of a balance on where it actually plays out. I guess something for people to know is the more eat that gets unstaked, the higher the APY rewards actually go on chain. So there's always incentive for more people and in institutions, especially institutions now, that there is a clear and defined withdrawal period. Like, you know, you can put it in today, you can get it out in five days. Yeah. So previously you put it in, but you had no end date as to when you could actually get it out. So, so that, I guess, access to liquidity has changed. And I guess, yeah, my, my opinion on it is definitely that we're going to see a massive increase in EAT over the next couple of months. It'll take a bit of time to play out, but yeah. what, do you, what do you think? I, I agree because there's a lot of people that even with the previous arrangements, you only could have ready access to your ETH if you went through liquid staking providers. And a lot of people That's may right. not have wanted to take that risk. So liquid staking, for those people that may not know, are like your Lido DAOs, your Rocket Pool. Basically, you provide them Ethereum and they'll stake it on your behalf and provide you a coupon, essentially. Yeah, like a derivative token of ETH that Pretty you much. can do things with, like yep. trade on DeFi platforms yep. or... Um, yeah, essentially access to li liquidity. And the um, hot topic of, I guess, the last couple of months has been trust. So you're trusting that that 
yep. protocol would do the right thing, stake it properly, give you a coupon that you could redeem one for one, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So again, a lot of big players, like you mentioned, institutions that just wouldn't touch it. Now, yeah. now you yeah. can go through the likes of your own custody solutions, be able to stake, et cetera. Yeah. I it's feel almost, almost like you had to trust yeah. the peg as well. Yes, like you trust, to trust that the token that they gave you would actually hold the correct price. Because there was a risk there that it won. Yeah, and there, and there is variances and they're actually... Yeah. By way of how they're created, there actually is supposed to be variances, but to the upside and not the downside. So that's, you know, I guess people are yeah. people are definitely a bit shy on anything that, that says peg in it at the moment, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's net positive. Like, I'd be interested to see, like, from the stats that I think they were showing before the merge happened, it was something like only 50% are currently in profit of those that are staking. Yeah. And to your point, exactly that. Like, if these are unlocking every 4.2 days, that's how long yeah. it takes for a round to unlock. Those rates are going to change. So there's going to be that person that sees that as an opportunity to yeah. sort of arbitrage almost the APY even and find out what's that point of efficiency that they want to get in and earn some more ethon. So, yeah. yeah. And I think another point to note is there are, there's two types of withdrawals at the oh, moment. Yeah. There's a full withdrawal, which is essentially, I don't want to stake anymore, close down everything, give me back all mm -hmm. my rewards and all my Ethereum, yeah. 32 per validator node. Yeah. And then there's a partial withdrawal. They've defined it as a partial withdrawal, which is I want to keep my... Ethereum node running yep. with my 32 principal ETH staked, but I want to withdraw all my rewards. So, right. I mean, that makes sense, right? Let's say you've been staking for the last 18 months. Mm. You're going to want to withdraw all your rewards, most likely. Yep. So you can bring them back into the market. You can either restake them and, and you expand your staking position, mm. or you can essentially like realize those rewards as, as profits or whatever else. So, yep. you know, there's a mix of everything happening there, but a uh, key to kind of call out those two different ways that you can get access to eat at the moment. That's good. I think it's been great to see it unfold. And yeah, I think it, it just the fact that it's done the opposite that a lot of people thought kind of is quite bullish, I guess, for me personally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, sure, we're not absolutely. talking about, we're not talking about a coin, you know, in the 500 <laughs> on the market list. We're talking about Ethereum, which is number two and, and yeah. you know, has been for since it launched pretty much 2004. Yeah. 13, 13, uh, 14, so. And ever since the ETH 2.0 upgrade, it's down yes. to deflationary as well. So there's actually less of it than what there was previously. So yeah, that's that. right. So they're burning they're burning more ETH than yep. they're actually creating at the yep. moment, which is um, very, very timely in terms of, you know, we're talking about the Fed printing more money every every second podcast, I suppose, Pav. So yep. <laughs> it's interesting that people are, people are kind of potentially going to the likes of Bitcoin and ETH for these, you know, properties that are outside of, what the, uh, you know, yeah, government-issued currency does. <laughs> Matt, tell me about Elon, Twitter, and eToro. So there's a bit of a story emerging here again. Yeah, so a lot of people may have seen that eToro has announced a new partnership with Twitter. Integration that essentially lets you buy on the spot, really. So if you will search like a crypto token or stock token, you'll see like a little call to action that says buy or view this asset or trade yep. this asset. So essentially it opens up in eToro and users able to trade. So just a bit of a partnership there. I think it's pretty cool to be um, essentially on Twitter, arguably the largest place in the financial space users. For, for users, users and, yeah. and engage users too that are like trying to speculate, et cetera, et cetera. So just provides that really quick I guess, opportunity for people to, you know, view an asset more specifically, look at the prices, look at the performances, all that sort of stuff, that in-depth market information that you'd have to have two screens open at once, I guess. Um, I so. checked it. I tried it before the podcast just to see what it was like. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, you just like type a dollar sign in like BTC or whatever it is, and it just pops up and shows you the chart. Yep. They pull the chart from TradingView. So it's actually... It's pretty good. It's pretty cool. Listen, would I use it for trading? Probably not, but it's mm. like, it's still a cool little feature to have. Yeah. 
I mean, it's probably a good deal for eToro getting in front of all these these users. Obviously, we would recommend people check it out on SwiftX, <laughs> um, where you can actually buy the underlying asset as well. Yeah. Like, yep. and withdraw it to a personal wallet if that's kind of if that's what you're interested in. Yep. But it is, uh, you know, for me, it's a good adoption story. Again, it's like, you know, helping people with investing, getting involved in investing, learning about investing. And just Twitter has this, you know, obviously a massive community and following. Elon has always been keen to do an all-in-one type app since his X.com days. So it does make sense that he's trying to pull a trading element, like trading, FX, like this kind of element into Twitter. Twitter. It's Twitter banking next. Well, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't be surprised. The wildest thing you could think of right now would not be surprising probably in the next couple of years. So yeah, very true. You know, if people are people are in China, they would have heard about like WeChat. You know, the app WeChat. Mm. It's kind of like WhatsApp. It's just it's just an everything app. So it's uh, like Twitter, or PayPal, all these things roll into one. So yeah, I think it's a bit of a maybe a, an initial stab from Twitter and and Elon into that kind of type of product as well. So definitely interesting. Very. If you want to keep an eye on. But there's also some news going on right now from the SEC, which never seems to stop. Our what do you mean? Friends at the SEC, Pat. Well, they are friends. I guess we have to be. Sure. Yeah. Friends by association. That's right. All right. What do you think of um, your friends? Yeah. Your, keep keep your friends close and your enemies close. Right now, <laughs> That's the saying. Bit happening there. A couple of assets being thrown under the spotlight, and also Bittrex. I mean, what do you sort of make of all that? Any thoughts? Yeah. I mean, just the biggest thing that stood out to me was Algorand being on the list. Yeah. Strange, kind of eh? seen as the green green token and kind of like always seen to be a really responsible entity that are doing things right. Mm. The fact that they're essentially, is it under investigation right now or is it kind of, yeah. they're, they're potentially deeming it as a security, right? The Similar stance. to the XRP type argument. Yeah, the stance was something along the lines of it was promising returns right. as a part of growing the protocol itself. So that's been deemed as like a security for that fact that right. it was promising returns. Yeah, um, yeah. So they had, you had OMG Network, mm-hmm. you had Dash, Monolith, TKN, Naga in NGC, Real Estate Protocol, IHT, yep. and then I mentioned Algorand already as well. So it's not it's a non-exhaustive list, but yeah, I mean it is. I, I don't know what to what to make of this. I guess this, I'd love noise. to see some precedent set by the XRP yep. case. Like it, everyone wants an end to that yeah. one. Yeah, and you know we obviously seen some. We've seen some other tokens, I, and I absolutely can't think of the name of it right now, but mm. <laughs> but there's some other tokens that have essentially came out the right side of an of an SEC investigation as well, yep, and have actually was. won their cases. Yeah, so. You know, I mean, it's yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, there's some high-profile names in there. So I think the unfortunate one with this is it is just unfortunately noise. I think the expectation is a lot of these guys to settle up outside of court just because it's not worth going sure. and fighting for yourself. So just the SEC, man. There's no winners in court, man. That's- just just banking some cash. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Well, Matt, listen, we we've got something very exciting that I was going to mention to the team as well that are listening. Yeah. So if you're listening today, we actually have a webinar tonight. It's happening tonight, Pav. Do you remember? Did you remember? Am I just reminding you now? Well, we'll see if I remember in two days' time when we'll be rocking up. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, true. Exactly right. So I actually confused myself there. (laughs) I think you do. We're recording on Tuesday. This episode is going to be released on Thursday, which will be tonight for people listening. All right. So I got it right there initially. So essentially, guys, we're doing a webinar with Ben Simpson from Collective Shift, 28th of April, like I said, which is tonight. If you're listening to this on release, we'll be covering common investment mistakes to avoid and some investment strategies as well. So yeah, really cool one. Uh, We've kind of had a good warm up with Ben on the podcast recently or last week. So yeah. 
yeah, really excited for that. It's usually good fun as well to listen in. So yeah, keen for people to, to check us out there. Yeah, and I'm sure there'll be lots of live activities happening at the time. Yeah, so. popping in some messages, ask us questions. We'll try and kind of get to all those. I'm sure Gina yeah. will be helping us out with, uh, with getting all those answered yeah. too. So. There'll be plenty of eggplants flying around. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yep. And green shamrocks like green the last shamrocks. one. So yeah, yeah, there you go. That's it. Cool. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We will catch you guys again next week. Follow us again at Tapping Into Crypto. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you soon. Catch ya. Thank you so much for joining us for today's show. If you liked it, don't forget to head over to the gram and join us at Tapping Into Crypto. And before we finish up, just a general disclaimer that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And the opinions on this podcast belong to individuals and are not affiliated with any companies mentioned. Any advice is general in nature and does not take into account your own personal situation. If you're looking to get advice, please seek out the help of a licensed financial advisor. We'll talk to you soon.